you're thinking about the million dollar practice you want, the two million dollar practice, and all these big things, but there's just little subtle changes you have to make to get there. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. This is a very, very important episode. This is going to help you go from the good to the great. This is the secret sauce that will make you an elite practice. It's not a big thing that you may be thinking. It's a bunch of little things. Tune in. We'll let you know what that's about. A little office talk, a way that I'm clearing my head and coming up with more energy than I've ever had before. Closing thought of the episode, this is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. All right, friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's on the podcast, watching on our YouTube channel. Just happy to have you here. We are getting better. We're entering Q4, so it's time to really turn up the heat and finish the year strong. So many good things have happened this year. A lot of them, I directly believe, are from me communicating with you guys via the podcast. If you need help, if you have questions, if you want to grow, send me a message. I want to get better too. Iron sharpens iron. We all make each other better. I've talked to so many people this past year who are on fire for optometry. It's a great profession. We have tons of opportunities ahead. I am juiced up and energized. I spent the last month just really digging deep, seeing what I want out of the next year, and I'm forming my vision for the future. I'll share that on future episodes, so stay tuned for that. I went to Vision Expo West, made a purchase or two, good stuff, but again, always trying to be better. Today, we're going to focus on some of the concepts that I heard at Vision Expo West. Essentially, we are trying to make little changes that will give us very big results. One of the things I did notice when I was at Expo West is I saw doctors that I listen to on other podcasts that I follow, I read their articles and magazines, and they were in the same classes as me. Now, these are people that are doing, you know, 4 million, they have multiple doctors working for them, and they were still trying to get better. Talk to doctors that were like me, were going to a class that was about myopia management, and it was led by an optician. Right? It's for opticians, not really a doctor class, not a C class, but a doctor that's doing a lot of that. He was going to the class because he's trying to sharpen his sword. He knows that one little tidbit that he can get can make him that much better. When you get to the point that I'm, I'm talking about, it's not big changes. It's a bunch of little nuanced directions that you go small polishing of a rough edge that will make you better. And that's what I love. And that's what this this podcast is about tonight. So I'm going to start off with a quote from Jan Carlson. I don't know who Jan is, but I do love his quote and I wanted to give him credit. He says, in order to, to succeed in business and differentiate yourself from competitors, you do not have to be 1000% better at one thing. You have to be 1% better at a thousand things, okay? The Spirit of Kaizen, Atomic Habits, two great books, read them, and essentially it's all little changes you can make to make yourself 1% better. And that 1% day after day, year after year, is gonna make you excellent and great, right? Little details matter. 
Now, when you're starting cold, if you're new to this, if you just open your practice within the last five years, there's a lot of big things that you have to learn and change. But as you get further along, you'll realize it's harder to make those big changes because you get better at what you do. Okay, there the, to take this this whole occasion point. Um, I'm going to butcher the story, but a British cycling team, they were the laughing stock of cycling. They they would always get uh, beat. They were getting last. And a new coach came in and said, we're going to get better. We're going to get 1% better every day. And that's how we're going to win. And little things that he did, he would have his cyclists wash their hands every day. Because if they didn't get sick, they could train harder. They could train longer. They could get better. He looked into what kind of pillows they'd have, the gear they would use, the tires they had. Little focused marginal improvements. And I think in 2012 to 2015, again, I'm butchering the story. I'll hit me up. I'll, I'll send you a link to the actual story. I think I actually grabbed it from Atomic Habits by James Clear. They were the best team ever. They went from laughing stock to winning La Tour de France like four straight years from little incremental changes. That's what we can do with our offices. Okay. It's, it's not the big things that you're thinking of is these little nuanced changes. And I'm going to go over this later in the podcast about how to figure out what changes you need to make. But I want you to get that through your, through your heads, what you're thinking about right now. You're thinking about the million dollar practice you want, the $2 million practice and all these big things. But there's just little subtle changes you have to make to get there. I always use the analogy, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. All right, one bite at a time, you'll get better, your staff will get better, your patients will see a difference, and you will improve. You'll be thriving. I love it. So case in point, when I first started the practice, I started cold, and I don't know why. I don't know how I heard about it, but I went to Vision Expo West. Love Vision Expo West. Vision Expo East, if you haven't heard, is going to Orlando after 2024. Nothing against New York. I just don't want to go there. I love to go to Orlando. We'll probably be going to Vision Expo East going forward. West, it's just the time zone change throws me off, but I do love Vegas. That being said, I went there and mind blown. So many things. I'd call and tell the office, hey, do X, Y, and Z. We're changing everything top to bottom. And big, big changes came from that. Well, then I went back the next year and less big changes. Third year, my staff was like, oh man, you're going to Axel West. What's what's going to come back? And I came back and I'm like, there's not that much that we're going to change. We are actually operating very efficiently. I I don't really know what I'm going to do, right? I, I, I took information in, but it wasn't like I had these big drastic changes. And that was a hard for me to understand what was happening. Well, 12 years later, 12 years later now, I go to Expo West and I'm finding these small little incremental things to do and I'm getting better. What did I realize is that I went from, you know, beginning newbie office to quite polished advanced office. How do you make changes? You have to get granular. You have to focus on little aspects of what you want to improve. So for example, when I went this last year, I took like three classes at my OP management. I try to take every dry eye class I could. And then I would also take a lot of, uh, I like their business type stuff. And I focused on how to improve your bottom line, how to be more efficient with KPIs and 
how to uh, grow your practice from the inside out. So I was very targeted in the classes I was taking and looking for little edges, little nuances that I could make, make a shift and just change my office, my, my protocol ever so slightly to make me that 1% better. And I found things for myopia management, I found things for drag, and I found a bunch of things I could do to make my office run more smoothly, more efficiently. I also started networking with a lot of people. I'd, I'd ask, hey, what are you doing at your office? Because I recognize some of these doctors and it was awesome to get their feedback and just all the more reason that I do this podcast because collaboration is so much better than you taking it by yourself and having to work through it yourself. If you work through this with someone that's already done it or is doing it, you can get nuanced insight that will help it be easier for you to implement. Okay, and that's what I'm trying to do uh, tonight. So now that I've went through all this, we've talked about 1% better. How do you do this? Where do you start in your office? Let me tell you a little story, and then we'll kind of go from there. So there were uh, an experiment that actually happened, and this this is something that actually happened. They had like five gorillas in a cage, and they put a ladder in the middle of the uh, in the cage, and on top of a string there was a banana. And the first gorilla would go up, get the banana. They did this for a week. They went up, got the banana. After week one, every time a gorilla got on the ladder to go get the banana, they would hose down all the other gorillas. Gorillas apparently hated water. And then they eventually got to the point after a week of this, the moment someone got up on that ladder, they would start beating up that gorilla and say, you are not going to get up on that that ladder because we don't want to get sprayed. All right, fine. Well, what they did then, for all the five gorillas, they take out one gorilla, put in a new gorilla. And now they do the same thing, but they wouldn't spray them. So every time a gorilla got up on the ladder, they get beat up. Even the new gorilla get up there and get beat up. And he joined in. All right, well, someone gets on the ladder, we're going to beat him down. They eventually went through all five gorillas. So they had a second generation of gorillas in. None of these gorillas had been sprayed by water. But the moment someone walked onto that ladder, they start beating them down. Right? So these gorillas were conditioned by the environment out of a fear or worry that they never experienced, right? When you look at your practices, there's a ton of things that we are doing that are just legacy, that we've always done them this way and we don't even know why we're doing it. It's really inefficient. So what I want you to do is give your staff a project. Say, here's a half hour. What I want you to do is look at every aspect of our practice and you have to write down three to five things that we are inefficient in. Whatever it is, why do we do this? Why do we always check in a patient this way? Why do we do workups this way? Why do we dispense glasses or make calls or make appointments? I don't care what it is. Why do we do it this way? Ask them this, write it down, then get someone you can do it yourself. This can be anonymous. I'm not trying to figure out who's saying what or what. You just want to see where there's inefficiencies. Do it for yourself as well. All right? I did this for my office. We did that. I got the list. I typed, They typed it up. I had a couple of things that I thought I wanted to change. I looked, and you know what? One of the things I changed was uh, how we're checking in patients. I think it's really inefficient. I wrote it down. I saw it like five or six times on that sheet. I was not the only one, but we all kept doing it the same way. Why? Because that's the way it's always been done. We had our office meeting and in the meeting, we wrote down on a whiteboard, this is how we do check-in. 
Where can we be more efficient? Why are we doing the things we are? And it was awesome. We had a group discussion. Every person was involved. They were invested and they were putting out why we should do things. Everyone came up with great ideas and we came up with a new protocol as a team. Now, why do we want to do it this way? One, you want to see what other people are thinking. Two, when you do it the way I did it, with everyone having buy-in, once you put it in place, it's like, anyone have an issue with this? Nope. All right. Everyone, you know, speak now or forever be quiet, hold your peace, whatever that that is. But speak now or you're going to just buy in because we're all doing this. If you, a week later when we're implementing this, have an issue, why didn't you say before? Get on board, right? It just gets more staff buy-in. And then you'd be surprised. You want other ideas? Talk to the doctors. Talk to your staff. They have ideas. They may not all be good. They may not all be feasible, but they have ideas. And if they feel like they're being heard, and every now and then if you actually implement something that they want or suggest, you've just empowered them. You've given them a reason to be invested in what you do. That's awesome. That's what you want from your staff. So I did that, and we went through it. And now, once we do one thing at a time, we came up with the protocol. We're gonna beta test it for a week, and then if it's good, we'll make we'll, we'll go with it. If there's tweaks that need to be made, we'll do that again. And then you know what we do? Rinse and repeat. We're gonna do this for everything that we feel we can be uh, more efficient on. And I think at least biannually, once a year for sure, we're gonna do the same thing. Where are we inefficient? Where can we be better? It's these small 1% changes that are going to make the office better. It's going to make your office stand out from the competition. Remember, you don't want to be a 1,000% better at one thing. You want to be 1% better at a 1,000 things. This will make you a better doctor, you a better leader, your staff will be happier, your patients will be happier, and business will grow and thrive. And that's why we're here, my friends. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. So I went on a vacation. Yes, an actual vacation. I'm not talking about going to Expo West. I did that. My kids had break and we were gone from a Wednesday to a Sunday. And we went to Cocoa Beach, Florida. It was amazing. I, I like it. We flew into Orlando, 35, 40-minute drive. We had a VRBO right by the ocean. Amazing. Four kids, seven, six, four, and one, all on a plane. We made it happen, right? This was the first vacation I've taken in eight to ten years where it was an actual vacation. So I didn't have a work agenda. When I was there, I... I, I didn't have a diet. I didn't work out. I enjoyed my family. I enjoyed time. I let my mind run and think. I didn't have a bunch of podcasts that I had to listen to. And it was really crazy because I came back and I was so energized and so rejuvenated. And I share this with you because I've been go, 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 go for like a decade. And when I'm in my normal week, I'm very disciplined. I wake up, I work out, routine. I'm always listening to some kind of 
podcast or reading something, trying to improve and get better. But on that week away, when I was on the plane, I was jotting down notes. I was thinking through things. And on a plane, I didn't have a podcast going. I didn't have a book going. Uh, when my kids were playing in the pool, I was I was sitting with them in in the pool, but I was I didn't have a anything other to stimulate me but my own thoughts, kind of interacting with them. And I had a bunch of good ideas that came to me. I had a bunch of um, clarity, and like I said, I came back rejuvenated. And why do I tell you that? It's because I think as doctors, as business owners, sometimes we need to not have more stuff coming in. We need to just let our minds work through things and process what's going on. I think too often we have too many sources of input. And my phone wasn't, was I could have used it, but I, I didn't have it, right? It wasn't by me. So I couldn't scroll. I couldn't do all the other things that I usually do to fill my time. And the cool thing was I didn't get bored. I just thought through things and it gave me a lot of insight and perspective. And now something that I'm trying to do now that I'm back is to have, you know, one, I know it sounds crazy, one to two minutes, five to 10 minutes of just no input, just me laying down with my own thoughts. What am I working through? What am I trying to process? I think that's why running as of late has been so cathartic for me. I, Fun fact, I, I ran the Chicago Marathon twice when I was in uh, optometry school. You know, have four kids, did some triathlons before before I had, got married, before I had kids, and now then I got, you know, middle-aged, and I just got, got fat and lazy. Uh, got back into it, and I ran a half marathon, and running has been great. I used to listen to podcasts, and then I started to just run without any kind of input and felt refreshed, felt rejuvenated again. I think that's partly because when you're doing activities where you don't have any other input but your own thoughts, you can really work through what what's in your subconscious, what your goals are, what you want out of life. And I think that's so stinking critical for you to be successful. Tune into the next episode next, uh, next week, and I'm going to be talking about more of a having a vision for what you want to do and how that plays in, but kind of working through those thoughts are kind of what I'm doing to get there. So just something I want to share with you from my uh, from my vacation and how I think it can help you and your practices, be unplugged, find a way to get away, whether it's walking outside in nature or meditating, praying, whatever your form of solitude is, try to plan that within your day five to 10 minutes. It's amazing what you can work through in your mind and come away with. Don't always try to get all the, uh, all your revelations from outside sources. You have a lot within you. If you just give it the fuel to come to fruition, to make connections, there's a lot that you can, you can figure out on your own. So we'll have some more office talk for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time gone? We are to the closing thought of the episode. And today we will be inspired by a Mr. Tom Brady. And this little story I read from uh, Tom Brady fits in perfectly with small changes, big results. 
what we've been talking about this whole podcast. And Tom Brady, if you don't know, uh, went to the uni- University of Michigan, and he was not, he was highly recruited, but he wasn't getting a lot of reps. And essentially the story goes, he was only getting about two reps of practice and he wanted to transfer. He didn't think this was the right place for him. And he went and talked to his uh, position coaches like, hey man, um, I just don't think this is the right place for me. I'm only getting two reps. I don't think this is going to work. And the coach basically said to him, Tom, when you came here, you wanted to be the best. This is the best possible competition. These are the people that are going to make you as good as you possibly can be. Get over yourself and start competing. So he's like, all right, I guess so. And he went talk to their uh, sports performance, like um, their their uh, sports performance coach who helped him work through this mentally. He's like, started talking about, well, he's getting this many reps. He's getting this and that and the other thing. And the coach said, Tom, you're worried a lot about what other people are doing, about things that you cannot control, right? What I want you to do is focus on what you can do. He's like, but I'm only getting two reps. And he goes, well, make those two reps as good as you possibly can, right? He's like, all right, that makes sense. And he just changed his focus to make those two reps as awesome as they possibly could be. And then he got four reps. Then he got a series. Then he got more and more reps, and as the story goes, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, right? Six Super Bowls, or how many ever got, you know, drafted behind everyone else, and just focused on what he could control and got better. I personally tried to do this when I started cold. I didn't have a lot of exams. I had like three exams a day. If I had five, it was a great day. Sometimes the phone wouldn't ring the entire day, right? But I always had the mindset that every single patient that came into my office, every single time we went into optical, we answered the phone, we were going to give them everything we possibly had. It was going to be the best stinking exam they could get. Now, again, I got better as we went. I realized that what I thought was the best wasn't always the best, and I improved. But that's because I tried to give them everything we had. I had this talk with my staff at the meeting this week. Everything we got for every patient that comes in the door. If you do that, we're going to be thriving and growing. So take it from Tom Brady. Take it from me. Whatever you can do, make it be the best it possibly can be. That's what I have. Dr. Lily 